We carry the fire. We are back with an episode that I am very excited about. I have my friend Jim Hazel here, and Jim shared with me not too long ago, briefly, a story that I said has to be on the podcast. So Jim, thank you for joining me for this episode. Well, thank you very much, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. We always want to glorify the Lord, and uh, and so uh, uh, where do you start? You start at the beginning. Well, before uh, we even get to the beginning, yeah. you celebrated something awesome yesterday. Oh, yeah, yesterday was my 86th birthday. 86th birthday! <laughs> and you had some family in town. Yeah, my yeah my, my daughter came down from Bakersfield. It's very interesting, my, my daughter, she's uh, she's a school teacher, and, uh, she, but she also volunteers with a uh, Christian group that uh, uh, in Bakersfield that uh, consoles uh, unwed girls uh, uh, not to get an abortion, but to to wow. to adopt the you know children out. Wow! And, Incredible. Uh, yeah, she she's involved in that. And uh, anyway, she as I say, she lives in Bakersfield, and uh, uh, she came down for the birthday. And then my son, of course, he lives there as a school teacher over in Coachella, and. Uh, uh, and my granddaughter and uh, and my uh, daughter-in-law, we all went out to dinner last night at the Outback. That's what I was getting to, <laughs> at the Outback. What did you order? Oh, it's steak, of steak. course. How do you do? You like your steak medium rare? Medium, yeah. Medium. Okay, yeah. I was going to guess medium rare, just yeah. knowing your personality. But medium, I was close. Yeah. Anyway, let me get started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, so I'll just start at the beginning. Sure. Uh, I uh, during the '60s, I was a peace officer. And uh, uh, I was a deputy sheriff in San Bernardino County, and I worked the uh, Muskoy, just me, one man, a very, it was a high crime rate area at the time, and uh, especially during the 60s. And uh, I was a one-man unit, and uh, sometimes it'd take maybe 30, 40 minutes to get it back. So it was, you know, it was interesting work. Yeah, it's serious when you and, got 40 minutes out for someone to help you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, although on the uh, weekends I had first pick of uh, reserves that would come in, so that, that, was, that was good. But in any case, uh, uh, we had a neighbor. We lived in Rialto, and we had a neighbor who uh, later became a, uh, uh, a pastor with the Nazarene Church, but he was just a layman at the time. And he invited us, to, he and his family invited us to go to church. Well, I was too busy catching bad guys. I didn't have time for that stuff, you know. Yeah. And my wife, my kids, yeah. they're, you know, they went to the Nazarene Church there in San Bernardino. So anyway, uh, one of my duties was, we was a small, uh, San Bernardino County is the largest county in uh, landmass in the United States. And now I think they've got about 25 or 2,700 uh, uh, sworn personnel. It's got to be pretty big now, yeah, but what, yeah, year, what year are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about the late 60s. Late 60s. And uh, I think when I went on the department, we only had about uh, less than 550. So yeah. we did a little bit of everything. Yeah. And one of my duties was a member of the special enforcement detail, which was a combination of uh, riot squad, uh, metro squad. By metro squad, I mean that, that we do stakeouts and, and do other you know other things uh, you know it became necessary to enforce the law so anyway uh, they were expecting all out revolution so they uh, they sent us as a special enforcement detail the ride squad to Camp Pendleton to uh, go through their combat village so uh, we uh, of course I went 
I didn't want to because I, I was just getting over the flu. I, yeah, I remember you mentioned that. You'd yeah, been sick. Yeah, I've been sick. But, so you uh, weren't quite yourself. And this is going for extra training. Yeah, it was extra. For, extra. for riot control. Yeah, exactly. Keep the peace. Exactly. And uh, so you're going to get some. But this is serious training. They sent you out on some serious Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we broke down into uh, three-man combat teams uh, after climbing, uh, you know, roofs and all that stuff. And... Uh, uh, we broke down a three-man combat uh, uh, combat teams, and uh, we had a guy. There was a guy that was a, a sniper in this building, and and uh, we were advancing toward him. There's three three of us, and and throwing tear gas, and we had gas masks. Just I thought I was John Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> and we had blanks. We're shooting blanks, you know. And it was my turn to advance. Well. I didn't even step in a hole. I stepped in a little, just a little indentation in the, you know, in the in the ground, and I lost my balance and I broke my right femur oh. close to the hip, just like you take a pencil and snap Grr. it. So anyway, uh, we had just had some training two or three weeks ago about uh, first aid and all that, and uh, was a couple of these guys said, "Well, let's just set his leg," you know, and I told yeah. him, I said, I, "I took the blanks out of my gut, my, my gut, and put my real bullets in." I said, "Anybody try to do that, I'll shoot him." Take me to the hospital. Yeah, oh boy. And so anyway, they uh, uh, wow. they took me to. Um, uh, they put me in a uh, station wagon, and I went code three all the way from uh, Oceanside to San Bernardino. And, uh, you know, when I had surgery, well, I had an embolism, and I was in a coma for four days. Now, wow. they, now they didn't expect me to live, and they were planning a, a big policeman's funeral and so forth. But uh, by the grace of God, uh, they had to cancel it. Hold on, let's yeah. let's pause there. They were planning to have a funeral, big funeral for me, while you're still breathing. Yeah, but I was in, in a, coma. a coma. Yeah. So you broke your leg up high by your hip. Yes. And must have been internal bleeding and, and all. Well, they told I mean, me that uh, there was a little fatty. Uh, yeah, there was a fatty tissue that broke away from the bone marrow. Oh. And, 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 and what it did is it lodged in the back of my brain, which did damage wow. to, did damage to my, uh, uh, my optic nerves. And I still have blind spots in my eyes. And uh, But anyway, I was in a coma. So when you're on the way to the hospital, yeah. uh, you're Oceanside to San Bernardino. Yes. And you're rolling code three. So it's still an hour and a half. I don't know how long. It's still a good chunk. Of Correct. Time. Even Correct. at the speed, were you conscious at yes, that time? Yes. And how were you just in immense pain, or was your body covering the pain? What were you thinking? Were you did you know how serious it was? When no, you were driving? I uh, broken leg. Who you know, whoever. So you were sitting there. No, in, I was laying there. Laying there. <laughs> was there a great deal of pain that you can remember? I don't think so. Yeah, I think they. You know, I think they because I went they to the base hospital okay. first. So they hooked you up with and something. And they put yeah, the they put a brace on me and so they forth. They braced you up. Yes, sir. And you had no idea at that point that your life was in serious danger. No. So you were like, this is a bummer of a day. Yeah. I got to go get this taken care of. Exactly. But there wasn't a deep fear on the drive over there. No, no. Okay, so you get to the hospital, and at what point do you go into a coma? Is it a medically induced coma? During the, it? During the, no, it wasn't medically induced. Okay. It was a, an embolism. Embolism that, it caused, occurred, okay. occurred when they were fixing, uh, you know, treating my or fixing my leg. Gotcha. And uh, so anyway, uh, in this, I, I found myself, and I, I, my mind was just sharp, sharp, sharp. And I found myself going down this long tunnel. And I'm thinking to myself, what, you know, what's going on here? You know, whoever thought anybody, am I dying? Whoever thought of anybody dying of a, of a broken leg? I so found this out, is your thoughts while in a coma? Yeah, while I was traveling down, I was wide awake traveling okay. down this 
Right, but you're to the outside uh, viewer, you're in a hospital. I'm in a coma. And you're in a coma, but your mind is as alert as, as if you were awake. That's correct. Okay. And so just to make sure people listening are following it, that so you're in the coma, you're in the hospital, and you're traveling towards this go. I'm going all right, I'm I'm flying down this corridor and I'm thinking to myself, what's going on? Am I dying? Well, nobody ever heard of anybody dying from a broken leg. I found out later that 80% of my injuries were fatal. Wow. So in any case, uh, so there, was, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. When I got to the end of the tunnel, it was like a Spanish plaza. And there was, a, and there was an archway in the plaza. And under the archway and behind the archway was the blackest of the blackest of the black one you can see. And I noticed over to my left was standing a man, and he was he had a robe, but I couldn't see his face. I thought the harder I tried to look to see his face, the blurrier his face got. And I says, uh, "Are you the Lord?" And he said, "I'm the resurrection and the light, and whoever believes in me will not perish but have everlasting life." Wow. And I says, oh. right then I I got scared, and I thought of the things I love my wife, my kids, my job. And uh, I asked him, I says, well, if you're the Lord, I says, would you give me another chance? And he says, uh, so be it. And if you ever been on a, a roller coaster, it felt like I was on a roller coaster. And uh, when I woke up, I was in intensive care, very dramatic, I was in intensive care, and my wife was standing over me. Wow. And, <coughs> excuse me. Sure. And, uh, but you know, it wasn't a light, it wasn't a bed of roses after that. Uh, I uh, uh, my leg would not end the knit. Yes. And uh, uh, after a year, but there, let me back up. During this this first year, uh, I had this thirst to to read the Bible. So after you came out of this experience, mm-hmm. you had a, a passion to read the Bible. When I got home, yeah. before this. You had the Nazarene crew at the neighbors. But not me. But not you. You nope. weren't interested. Nope. How much scripture did you know before this? Did you ever read the Bible much? Did you have Oh, much? when I was a kid. I, so you had some but it was a kid. It, it was a new, the King James Version, and okay. the, yeah, they didn't have a modern and version. And so really. let's dive into this a little bit. All right. And I know you have like a whole journey after this, but yeah. when you were in that coma state and and you were going towards that blackness that you said is as black as as ever as yeah. black can be yeah what did you feel like that was that blackness well i didn't know but thinking back i think that that was could have been the gate to hell the gate to hell yeah yes yeah. and how did do you remember how you felt were you being pulled towards it were you no i was just there were you, were I, you voluntary I, you were just standing there yeah i was just there stationary okay Looking at it okay. in this plaza. So before you got to there, though, you were moving towards a light. Correct. And Correct. at some point, you broke through that light. When I when I yeah, I came and through. You the... come to a standstill at this plaza. Correct. Where there's this blackness, and there is a being standing to your left. Correct. How well, large? More than a being. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But how large would you say 
your height oh how way bigger way smaller well he was a little distance from me okay so it, and you couldn't look at his face no his face just was uh, he white like, like was the robes or the the gown what it was was it white well, was it no I, you know I, hard to remember I, yeah but i you know uh it's probably a brownish color okay. uh, you know like brown robe probably typical uh, sure yeah okay so you're there you felt like that was the gate to hell and you felt as though when you when you talked to this being who is Jesus, he said he declared himself as such, and you asked him for another chance. Correct. And upon that request for another chance, was it that? And the next thing you remember is coming out of the coma. Correct. There's no not much no, time I, in between. I, I remember the. Okay, the, so you remember the, some sort. Now, when you say like a roller coaster, yeah, do you mean like? You're you're seeing life like, or you're seeing things pass, or just no, a no, feeling no, in your no, heart and in your no, gut. No, you just I didn't see anything, okay. but I just I you felt, felt it. that. Yeah, I felt it. You know? So almost, and way like a wave up and down. So, up and and down. you feel like that was maybe I'm trying to get in your mind. You feel like that was you crossing from this spiritual experience I didn't, back into the I physical didn't th- world. Listen, I didn't think of anything. <laughs> I, oh, I knew without you know. You just knew it. I, yeah, there it was. I wow. didn't I didn't analyze this stuff. You right. know, it's happening. You know. Yes. And uh, so, uh, so anyway, okay. uh, uh, my wife was standing over me, and as I said, it wasn't a bed of roses. Uh, uh, although during this this year and afterwards too, I was uh, I'd had a great hunger and thirst to uh, the Bible, and I read the Bible through. And then I had, and uh, when I was able to start going to a church, I went to church with you know my wife and kids as Nazarene church, and of course I first first time I got there, I went to the altar. And, uh, but in any case, um, a year went by and uh, my uh, my leg had not knit. I'd seen the doctor and he had taken an x-ray and he said, well, the only thing that we can do is maybe get some chips from your, from your uh, ribs and pack it around the fracture site. Maybe that'll stimulate it. Well, uh, that we we were going to church you know Wednesday nights and Sunday nights as well as you know Sunday and but that's one particular time we didn't go to church on, uh, on Wednesday night and so the following Sunday night uh, people were talking about uh, this uh, lady in the church that uh, had uh, a an infected kidney she only had one kidney and uh, so, uh, you know, in, in the fifth chapter of the book of James, it tells us about the, uh, the elders praying over a sick person and, uh, you know, the Lord to heal them and uh, uh, anointing them with oil. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, uh, they had a healing service for this woman on that, uh, on that Wednesday night. And then the next day she went to the doctor and her kidney was... Uh, like a baby's, she was you know, wow. God answered her quickly. So yeah. I was, I was uh, uh, during that year. Uh, if I, I broke the right femur, so during that year I, I could jump up and down on my left leg. And you know, as your kids, you used to have us get a switch, you know, with limb, and you'd shake it, and and it, you, you know how that feels. Well, that would feel like that in my leg. Ooh. So anyway, uh, the, that Wednesday night. Uh, uh, or, or rather Sunday night, uh, I asked the pastor if they would, you know, pray for me. So they took me down in front of the congregation. He just asked the, you know, the uh, 
the prayer warriors, you know, to, to come. And they surrounded me and some placed their hands upon me. And they, uh, uh, he anointed me with oil. Well, that evening when I got home, I went into my bedroom and I said a little prayer and I jumped down, up and down on my left leg, and that was the first time in a year I did not feel that, that switch hurts. feeling. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, a few days later, the following week later, I went to see the doctor again, and he took another. I told him what happened, and he had took another X-ray, and there was enough enough callus built up around that uh, that fracture that they didn't have to have the surgery. Hmm. So, wow. so during that year, I was laid up about two and a half years, but. Uh, uh, during that time, uh, I read the Bible, you know, and and I did what I could, and uh, uh, then finally, uh, I uh, uh, we moved out. We moved up to uh, uh, Fresno, and uh, you know, God uh, worked work things out for me. Uh, I I tried to get a job, but I limped so bad, nobody hired me. And of course, being a, the next police officer, there's a lot of people have little you know negative thoughts about even in those days. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, uh, I uh, finally I see there's real estate people driving around in these fancy cars. And I'm well, I'll try to sell real estate. So I got a real estate license, and then I found out that most of them don't have two dimes to rub together. <laughs> But there are some very successful ones, of oh, course. Sure. And uh, so anyway, but that's hard work, you know. So anyway, um, one thing led to another, and God opened up doors for me to uh, become a uh, real estate appraiser. And I was a real estate appraiser, and then for a time, I <coughs> excuse me, for a time, I I kind of deviated, and I was a branch manager of a couple of savings loans, but I always end up. Uh, appraising because there's more money in it. Okay. And uh, so then, uh, but that opened up doors for my my kids. They all went to uh, they all went to uh, Point Loma Nazarene wow. University. God opened up those doors for them. Yeah. And uh, they all got good educations. They all have master's degrees. Wow. And, and <clears throat> let me drink some water. Here. Yeah, take your time. And uh, so they uh, and they're all they're school teachers. That's awesome. Yeah. And, That's incredible. Uh, you know, I'm 86 years old. I've been in one. I've been in a one uh, uh, crash landing when I was in the Air Force. I've been, I've been a police officer. I've been shot at. I've been a hand in hand combat sometimes. You know, sure. yeah. If, if the people are trying to take my guns and gun away from yeah. me and things like that, if I lost, I'd have Could uh, be it. That'd be it. So God's watched over me and yes. all these years, and and uh, just give him praise and uh, thank you and yes. and. Uh, uh, you know, even when times look tough, times were tough. He, Jesus says, "I'll be with you always," and He is. Yes. And uh, we just have to. Get, and this, and Jesus says to keep praying until the answers come, and we we just have to do that. And we just give the praise and the glory to uh, our Almighty God. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> well, I thank you for sharing that story and a few things for people listening. And, and Jim, maybe you can weigh in on these. Number one, there's always hope. I mean, here you were, someone not paying any mind to the Lord. It wasn't in your heart. It wasn't in your mind. And you have this experience where you are descending into the gates of hell. Mm -hmm. And God had grace on you even at the gate of hell. You betcha. And so there's always hope. What, what about the, uh, you know, the when God, Jesus was crucified, and one, one of the guys, uh, you know, yeah. uh, he said to, to, 
<coughs> today you'd be with me in paradise. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So you get you you know even to the to the last breath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and for those people, maybe you've lost loved ones, and you say, I don't know, they weren't walking with the Lord. Hey, if those gospel seeds were in them, you never know. There's always hope. And and Jim, that story really highlights that. And then you come out of this coma and God works some miracles. You you mentioned the woman with the kidney and then your healing and, and your recovery. You also said it wasn't all, uh, I want to say guns and roses, but it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. It wasn't all you came out of this coma, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and life was easy. Even no. after the miracle, there still was a road to recovery. There oh, still yeah, were hardships. And so... For those of us who need a breakthrough, the breakthrough is awesome, and it changed your life. You went on reading the Bible, you were lived a life of faith from that point on, and I know you had your ups and downs, And but here you are, 86 years old, you love the Lord, you're faithful to the Lord, your kids have grown in master's degrees, uh, but life is not easy. Well, you know the uh, in Psalms, I can't I, I can't recall what, uh, what you know uh, verse and so forth chapter, but in any case. Uh, uh, in Psalms, it says that uh, even the good men have troubles, but God helps them out of each and every one. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important that we realize, one, there's always hope. God is so gracious. Jesus, they're waiting for you when you probably deserve to slide into that pit of hell and gave you that chance to come back. And you came back and really getting into reading the Bible, getting into church, that Wednesday, uh, the Bible church and the Sunday and letting God just work on your heart, letting God work in your body physically, uh, letting God work in you spiritually, and you are blessed as you celebrate your 86th birthday with those most important to you, and they admire you. And here at the church, we admire you, we respect you. Well, thank you, sir. And thank you for sharing this. I'll give you any chance at last thoughts, but I I heard a, f- a few little points that you made that may require some more storytelling in the future. So I'm probably going to say, hey, that time that you crashed the plane, I want to hear oh, about Oh, I didn't that. crash the plane. I just had to be in the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we want to hear about that some other time. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But thank you for sharing this. I know this was really personal for you. I know that it was a big part of your life, so I appreciate you sharing it. I know everyone listening is... I'm going to hear a lot of response about this episode because this was fantastic. Well, thank you. Is there any thoughts you'd like to share before we conclude? Anything else come to mind or come to your heart? No, no. You're very thorough. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Um, So thank you, everyone, for listening. This is an amazing episode to send out to friends or family members. And it'll be an encouragement. It'll be a blessing. And it might be a wake-up call. Who knows? Who knows? So until next episode, keep carrying the fire.